I'm Will, and thank you for downloading this world-class podcast interview special, in which we talk to Dr. Oscar Mwanga, the Programme Director of our Postgraduate Certificate in International Sports Management. Dr. Mwanga talks to Joe Harris remotely about growing up in Zambia and his relationship with sport, and the place sport has during the COVID-19 pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement. He also discusses the International Sports Management Programme, which has been collaboratively developed by the University of London and the World Academy of Sport, and some of the sportsmen and women that are involved with the programme, including South African international footballer Lydia Monipaya and Indian cricketer Venkatesh Prasad. This interview was recorded on the 23rd of June 2020, and at this time, applications are open until the 31st of August for the Postgraduate Certificate in International Sports Management. If you'd like to find out more after listening to the interview, head to www.london.ac.uk. Enjoy. Um, I'm delighted to be joined this morning by Dr. Oscar Mwanga, um, who is our Programme Director for the University of London International Sports Management Postgraduate Certificate. Uh, welcome this morning, Oscar. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you for having me and uh, greetings uh, to you. Um, uh, I really want to start, um, before we get into the interview, just to maybe first ask a little bit about um, how you came to this point in your career as Programme Director for this um, PG uh, CERT um, yeah. and what drew you to, um, to develop this programme. Okay, yeah, so um, I like to to speak, you know, I, I have my education coming out of uh, Zambia, which is, uh, uh, you know, in, in Southern Africa. And, and part of my education was a bit of like what you'd call traditional uh, education. So I had a mix of going, living in the village and living in the city. So I tend to speak in a bit of like parables sometimes. So you have to mm -hmm. bear with me. So I use a lot of proverbs when I, when I, when I speak and stories as well. So I see my, my career uh, coming to the University of London uh, worldwide as as what you what what you'd say uh, as a, as a conflux or you know what occurs when two rivers meet so so we have two great rivers rivers in Zambia called the Kafue River and the Zambezi River so the point where they meet is an awesome place so I've always thought about my 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 coming to University of London as a point where two of my streams in life meet together my 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 career stream and and my life calling stream you know what do I think is my purpose uh, of, of 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 my existence so those to seem to meet at the University of London in, in the sense that um, from time in, you know, I can't remember when I started to do sport. I've always been in sport. I think I was born doing sport. Mm -hmm. And so so for me, um, I feel like I have a contribution to make through sport. Uh, and uh, and then uh, I, I had, you know, to go through uh, a lot of experiences through my uh, years of playing basketball, of trying out a bit of boxing, trying out a bit of judo. I, you know, my, my dad was, uh, my father was in the army, uh, in the Zambian army. So we had opportunities to try out different sports. And because of that, I developed a passion for sport. But um, I, as, I, as I began to develop, I, I thought, you know, um, you know, I had a chance to go and train as a geography teacher and the PE teacher as well. So then that would make the opportunity for me to start reflecting on my own experiences in sport. And that's how I de developed this passion of using sport as a tool for development. So for the past 20 years, 
starting from around the turn of the century, it has been that work that has sort of like defined myself. But as I've journeyed through this stream of what is my calling, I've had the privilege, which is an absolute rare privilege, that I've been a reflective, I've been reflective about this because I had the tools as an academic. Uh, which I got. So for many people, they journey through things and they don't, you know, they rarely ref reflect. But because I had the tools of theory, the tools, the tools of science, I began to reflect on what do I mean uh, when I say sports can make a difference in people's lives. Um, I, and that then allowed me to refine my thinking to a point that I, I began to create some uh, world-recognized uh, uh, innovations uh, around how we could use, for instance, sport as a tool to address HIV-AIDS uh, in sub-Sahara Africa. So that came because of that rare sort of like occurrence in my in my life. So coming to the University of London then would be uh, at a point of my uh, in my life when I'm I'm beginning to say, what is my legacy? What mm. do I what do I hand over? You know, so if if this is a relay, what 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 what, what am I giving to the next generation? So for me, it's an opportunity to then you know. Uh, mobilize the confluence of my two streams, you know, my career stream and my, my, my ambition stream, and then, you know, get this big river and hand over to the next generation. So using the program, uh, the International Sports Management uh, uh, PT I am hoping that I will contribute to the next generation of, uh, of sports leaders and managers that are going to, uh, you know, continue to to you to, to transform uh, the world of sport, but also transform the world through sport. I mean, I, I, I see that in when I was reading your biography, your career highlights how much of an advocate you are for promoting physical activities for health and well-being in society. Um, and, and so how do you feel now about your field of expertise um, and how it can help during these times that we're living through? We're obviously going through the global pandemic at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it, it's really interesting, I have to say. I mean, this is really interesting for me. So if I if I give, I, I step back a little bit and give you a bit, a bit of background where I'm coming from. So my broad interest has been the role of sport as a tool or as a mechanism for promoting development. Now, when you say development, it's a bit vague. What, what do we mean? Do we mean international development? Do we mean community development? Do we mean what kind of development? So, but for me, I bring it down to much more specific areas like sport as a tool for empowerment. Now, by that, I mean sport as a tool for promoting the belief, for promoting the control uh, that young people, especially uh, young people and, uh, you know, girls and marginalized groups in sub-Saharan Africa and other parts of the world, you know, can, can come to sport and feel their control of life circumstances is being enhanced through development of critical thinking and uncertain skills. So I see sport as, I've worked with sport as a tool for empowerment for girls, uh, uh, you know, youth in general, mm. HIV uh, positive people. And now in the UK, I'm also looking at how sport can be used to empower, you know, children from difficult backgrounds. Um, but then I also go into education Mm -hmm. looking at sport as a, and, and physical activity as mechanisms to pro, pro, promote learning yes. and then subsequently to pro, promote health. So what do I mean by that? So uh, two um, methodologies I have emerged in my work. One of them is, is called uh, uh, is EduSport, that is education through sport. The other one is 
uh, the recent one is EduMove, which is education through movement. Now, I'm just going to give two examples there that can align to the pandemic, but also look at the previous uh, epidemic that we've had, that we currently have in sub-Saharan Africa. So uh, in, in around the turn of the century, uh, to be specific, uh, in 1996, I think it was about that time, I was a teacher of PE, and one of my best friends, my uncle, was dying from HIV AIDS. Mm -hmm. So I used to go to the hospital to see him every after, you know, uh, school, uh, work, I go to see him, and then I would to coach my basketball team and get involved in sport then one day uh, I just felt like I wasn't I wasn't gonna see him and just had this feeling uh, and 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 uh, unfortunately on that particular day we were preparing for a major tournament and I just saw somebody walking towards me and I knew he had uh, he, he, he had released me so he could release himself I I felt a major loss in my life but I asked myself that day what can I do to help we had a, an epidemic of HIV AIDS that was killing over 300 people a day in Zambia, almost like a, a, a plane crashing in that mm. country. And I thought, well, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not anything, but what can I do to help? And I found myself with a ball in my hands. And I said, what can this do? That was the beginning of what is now known internationally as kicking AIDS out methodology, which was AIDS education through sport. I, I, I began to explore how sport could be used as a, as a place where young people can discuss um, what is assumed to be taboo uh, around you know, sex education, how the sports environment and all the possibilities it has could engage young people as a platform for them to start to discuss things that mattered and to develop the skills. So that would really lead to um, what we called uh, peer coaching, which for me was the idea of peer education translated into sport. So a peer coach was, an, was a more responsible young coach that could be trained to reach out to the, uh, to the other players to discuss issues around uh, HIV AIDS. Uh, they were trained also in uh, using sports games to try to introduce uh, you know, themes in HIV AIDS. For instance, you would ask kids to do a relay and then you ask them to construct sentences around HIV AIDS prevention. So as they are running, they are, they are putting up words and then they're discussing those sentences or those words that I imagine. So that was how, uh, you know, the, that was then, that would become my contribution to the whole uh, HIV AIDS movement internationally. And uh, my methodology would get embraced in over, you know, 25 Commonwealth countries with the help of sub, uh, and support from uh, governments of Norway and Canada. So that is how uh, Edge Sport uh, became a prominent methodology internationally. When I moved to the United Kingdom, uh, in 2006 to complete my PhD at Leeds Beckett uh, University, I, I began to think of, you know, what are the ways of how we can use sport to start to engage uh, young people in, in learning, uh, you know, school subjects. I found that really interesting from my experience with in using sport uh, for HIV AIDS education. So that was then this the start of edge move which is education through movement so basically the, this idea of edge move is is just using movement games and or and physical activity fun activities to integrate with the learning of core subjects so you could tell young people to to run around the play area and as they are running around the play area when you blow the whistle they stop they go and do a mathematical task together and then they come back to to, to do the play there's a lot of scientific evidence in this uh, in this new way of learning it it has existed in different formations but it is a way that can contribute to a physically active curriculum now if children are having more opportunities to move 
the body loves it. Because my philosophy is that we are designed to move as humans. Mm. As soon as you limit movement, bad things start to happen in, in, in young people's bodies, even in adult bodies. So 25 minutes of sitting, science will tell you, the evidence will suggest to you that metabolism goes low, your ability to think better, you know, because of poor circulation, you know, gets reduced as well. So if you then take this whole methodology into the current context of um of, of, of the COVID pandemic, what do we have? Well, what we have is that we have to stay home. There's homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So parents are being asked to, you know, to become teachers, which they've never been trained in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then there's, there's this whole thing of, you know, getting everything online, which we must do. But what you're having is, you know, parents, some parents getting overwhelmed with all these tasks that the children have to do. And what are they asking the children to do? Sit, sit, sit do this, do this. Now, that's not a natural way for the children to learn. And some place, some homes have got limited uh, space. My way, uh, my methodology through EduMove is to try and integrate physical activity within the home space. Okay. So if a child, for instance, has been doing 25 minutes of, uh, you know, times table, after 25 minutes, I would ask them to stand and then I would put different tasks around the house and I would ask them to walk around the house and find these little poster notes and try to revise. So what is happening, they've, they've stopped the sitting, which is mm-hmm. detrimental for their health, their, their immediate health, but their long-term health as well. We know that uh, there's speculation now that a lot of children from this generation are going to see a significant uh, reduction in the future in physical activity because their nature has been disrupted by COVID. Right. So. What we need to do then is to get into that space and say, how do we bring back physical activity in these limited spaces, in these limited opportunities? You know, intelligently, this is one way to do it. Get them to disrupt the sitting, but do activities that can allow them to, uh, you know, to get physically active. So in line with that, I'm launching uh, an app next week, which is oh, called, really? yes, which is called EduKicks. Now, EduKicks initially was an app that integrated physical activity and uh, learning uh, using football uh, uh, quizzes around, uh, you know, discrimination. Now, in light of what people are calling the, the international race, uh, you know, anti-racism pandemic as well, mm-hmm. we are now in a different space where we are having, for the first time, a progressive conversation, an honest and progressive con- uh, conversation. This wave of global revolution which you know started with the the death the death of George Floyd, which was mm. being viewed by every by everyone, and people had to consume that difficult truth about the, the lives that you know black people live, and 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 then you had people coming out and saying we don't want to be part of this. This is what this wasn't just a movement. This is not the movement of black people. It's a movement of humanity saying we are better than this. Now, those people that are non-black and they want to have a different conversation in their in their home space. Well, what my app does is it's a board game that integrates physical activity and critical questioning around racism, bringing information in the home in families that have been denied this information. Um, for instance, information around scientific uh, uh, racism, 
where you know the whole idea of how racism started why did it start uh why were some german scientists assigned to 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 prove that actually people there's a gene for for, for race because that led to some people actually believing that you know you know there's a superior race and there's an inferior race therefore we can justify slavery we can justify uh, colonialism now when that uh, misconception took ground then we saw all these atrocities in the world that we are still experiencing now. How do we get back? Well, the family unit is crucial. During uh, COVID, during the lockdown, as people consumed that difficult reality of the death of, of Mr. Uh, George Floyd, well, they can begin to consume some truth which has been hidden mm. around the past of what this uh, is all about. And and so that is um, going to be available from next week to download, is it? That, yeah, we 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 are we, we're going to be testing. Uh, well, that, 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 I believe it to be after next week to to, to okay. precise. So next week, most likely, we'll just be testing it. So it will be an app that I will also make available to our students. I think globally as well, because it's going to be it's going to be something that anyone can do with their family, really. Uh, you know, so it's a board game that you know when you move. You land at one one square. It asks you to 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 do a quiz uh, around uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, and then the you might land at one square that asks you to do star jumps. So you all start right. to do do star jumps and just have the fun. Okay, I mean that sounds so timely um, right now, just for the reasons that you've mentioned. We are in a in a in a in a chasm now where we're looking to change. Everyone's looking to change and move forward. And and as you said, um, for hundreds of years, obviously there was racism. Um, it's just now being filmed, and so now it's a reality in everyone's lives. Um, and you know, hopefully now this movement does make a positive change for good. And um, you know, I'm really uh, pleased that you are doing so much. Um, for for that as well and we'll definitely put um, the details of that in our show notes and give an update um, as and when um, the app goes live um, thank you in and around that um, just following on from what you were saying we we have noticed that there's been a lot of high profile sportsmen and women in particular that have been really making a real difference really using their platforms for good um, both um, around um, the pandemic and obviously um, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement as well. Um, and it does demonstrate the power of sport across the world. And what are your views on why sport is so important in society? Well, it's very interesting, to be honest. Um, the power of sport, uh, Mandela, who's, uh, you know, who's uh, proudly uh, an alumni of uh, the University of London, uh, you know, once said that you know sports is a language for everyone mm. uh in you know he, he he talked about uh you know the power of sport in very articulate ways he himself used sport as a as a tool to unify south africa uh you know using rugby yeah. uh but but what are the things that, that sport as a culture of uh you know uh, you know uh, domain offers um sport is one of those things that we go to and we experience some form of, uh, you know, positive, uh, you know, excitement, and 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 so, but 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 sport is is so popular in in, in our lives that you know people who are very active in sport uh, get to sport because they, they they like the action. Others they like the personalities, and there and 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 there are some personalities in sport that they just speak. 
a certain kind of influence in our lives, even if you're not in that sport. For instance, the, the during the, 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 the you know the lockdown, we 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 had uh, the documentary, The Last Dance by Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 know Michael Jordan. I mean, I, 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 I'm in basketball, uh, lad, but Michael Jordan and his story. Uh, impacts many people. Ali and his story impacts many people. So there is something that people like to associate with these uh, sports. Uh, people almost like uh, you know the ancient warriors who who, who went to war and and they brought the victory. Uh, so so you have the thing we like about sport and how it excites us. Um, we have the media and sport and how the media has brought sport to this place where it's actually very highly uh, mediaized activity. And then we have the influential stories of the personalities. You put all those things together, uh, people want to listen to uh, to Rashford about, yes. you know, uh, you know, about, about meals uh, for, you know, during uh, uh, the time when schools are closed. So, uh, and then after that, we begin to see the story of his life. So the personalities in sport, they seem to touch an, a, a part of our lives, almost like the other, you know, entertainers do. And, and, and they seem to be, we, we seem to give them the, the, the you know, that, 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 that privilege that we can listen to them. So mm-hmm. it's a very difficult thing, you know, coming, you know, from the background of behavior uh, psychology, uh, you can have the perfect message, but if no one is willing to listen to it, it's just as good as not having it. So sometimes you've got to package your, package your message, but if you get the right people who can, you know, deliver that message, you will have impact. And that's what, uh, you know, sports uh, personalities have, uh, you know, that, that ability to, uh, you know, to, to, to impact uh, you know, uh, influence on people. You mentioned Marcus Rashford there, which is obviously the Man United, Manchester United uh, football player um, here in the UK. He actually changed. Um, uh, he 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 um, forced a government U-turn on um, meals for children um, who um, who may not be um, able to feed themselves across the summer holidays. So he made a, a amazing force for good. And and um, yeah, I really agree with what you were saying there. We've, we're seeing it now, particularly in this per- pandemic, um, lots of these voices coming out and using their sport and their platform as a, as a force for good. And um, people do want to listen because we do all look up to um, our sportsmen and women and um, and what they do for us in our well-being as well. You know, just by watching, you know, the football's back on now and everyone's enjoying that, even though it is behind closed doors. And I agree, the uh, last dance, the um, the reference you made to the documentary that um, has just come out over the pandemic, I didn't, I like basketball, but I didn't really follow it and I was obsessed with that series. So I totally Absolutely. resonate with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, the... the it, the International Sports Management Postgraduate Certificate that your program director for is a globally recognised qualification, and um, it's been collaboratively developed with the World Academy of Sport. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the World Academy of Sport and how we at the University of London work with them on this program? Well, yeah, th- thank you. That's a really uh, in a good question that 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 speaks to the uniqueness of our program. Um, what 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 are the unique things about our program? One of them is that it's industry focused. Um, 
So by 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 coming to our program, we promise that that, that students who get uh, in you know both knowledge and the experience, the the wisdom of leading practitioners uh, um, that are coming up from industry. You know, it doesn't matter how well read you are, but if you have not practiced, your story will not be as impactful as somebody who has actually practiced something. So for us. One of, the, one of the pillars upon which our program stands is, is the fact that it's industry focused. Um, now, to allow that to happen, we are privileged to be partnering with the World Academy of Sport, who are a leading educational body that provides customized uh, education to the international uh, sporting community. So, um, you know, uh, was, as, uh, as, uh, as, as they called, uh, partners uh, include major international federations, uh, you know, like the uh, world, um, the International World Badminton Federation, the World Rugby Federation, International Tennis, uh, Youth Olympics, uh, Paralympics, and, 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 uh, and the Olympics uh, the, themselves. They partner with all these on the area of providing customized educational programs that, you know, target their young athletes and, 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 and their leaders as well. So the World Academy of Sport um, have been established for the you know, past 12 years, and they, they, they are one now of the global leaders in sport management education um, and, and have well over a thousand uh, alumni spread across the world uh, that have come through their program. So they, they, they bring in, like I said, that industry competence that our students need. And, but how does that happen through our program? Well, two parts really the first part is we bring them in uh, at the level of module development so we you know we want the the, the experts to to work with our academic uh, uh, you know uh, 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 people as well to try and develop uh, programs that have got that balance of you know theory and practice uh, but on the other side we talk about delivery through our our fantastic uh, uh, online uh, uh, means, so we bring in uh, the voices, we bring in the the case studies from us to try and really engage the students. Um, I would give an example here. Uh, at the moment, for instance, uh, one of our online. Um, tutors that's coming on board. Um, well, to start with, all our online tutors are not just going to have you know, particular academic credentials. We want them to have industry credentials as well. So that balance is very important. So we have um, a lady who was a uh, former uh, football player for the, uh, you know, South African uh, football team for women. Her name is Lydia Monopoya. And she's... Um, uh, she she comes out of Lafbra with a fantastic uh, qualification in in, in 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 sports management, but she has been involved in women leadership in sport. She's been involved in 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 in, in, in you know as 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 a pundit of 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 uh, South African football and African football as well. Uh, she's been involved in her community in the empowerment of girls. So she brings in that to our program. Uh, uh, you know, in 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 the module that she's going to be uh, working with, so that for us is the delivery side of things, and we see that uh, at the development side of things as well. That's incredible. Um, and what kind of career opportunities do you feel that students signing up for the International Sports Management Postgraduate Certificate can explore um, following completion of the qualification? Yes, that's a, yeah, that's another fantastic question. Uh, 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 I think that 
um, the kind of students that we're targeting, uh, you know, if we put that into context, would help uh, respond to this question more effectively. So normally we, we expect people that are already working uh, they are already in post, most of them. So they are they are trying to juggle, uh, you know, work and, and and home life and career progression. So we see our program as uh, as that point for them that they can still, you know, continue work, but then you know pick. Uh, credentials and qualifications from us to allow them to, you know, to move into uh, career progression within their workplace. So a good example that I would give there is one of our really, uh, you know, fantastic students who's uh, currently uh, doing uh, um, our postgraduate certificate is, uh, is an Indian uh, cricket uh, legend uh, by the name of uh, Vakatesh uh, Prasad. Uh, he's very famous. Yeah, um, absolutely famous in India. Uh, he's very well respected in the game over there, and uh, he's been our on our program so far. Completed two modules, uh, two modules, and uh, he he has he was a you know he was a renowned uh, cricket player. He became coach at some point for his region, which is a you know uh, a phenomenal thing. And then he he he, he did also feature as a coach uh, for the 2020 um, national team for for India. But he he works currently as as a as a, as a deputy general manager in a bank in India. Uh, but he wants to go back home, if you like, which is cricket. How does yeah. he get back? So he's not going to get back to play. He's thinking of how does he, you know, then reflect on his experiences um, as a player, as a coach, as a manager at a bank, and then put all that together with our qualification to go back and work in uh, the, the the leadership in, in the leadership of, uh, of of cricket in that country so he's looking hopefully to work for the indian cricket academy in the future so this qualification allows him uh, overall to to galvanize the skills he needs to do that uh, but also within the specific modules that include, you know, sports strategy, governance and leadership, uh, you know, sport management, financial management in sport, international sport development, sports marketing, uh, sports entrepreneurship, event management. All these modules are also places where he can pick particular skills uh, and knowledge that he needs to then go on to, you know, to fulfill his progression uh, desire in, 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 in his career. So students for us will collect um, uh, those skills they need to become you know the leader for for the future really you know the the, the critical thinking the innovative thinking the you know the the, the hands-on as well you know the skills they need to actually make things happen um, generally as those underpin our our thoughts around you know the principles of what we try to promote in our program but like I said again our modules, will be places where they, they'll pick the specific uh, knowledge that they need in, in, in if they want to specialize in particular areas. So so for us, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's those specific things, but, you know, the generic aspects of the programs as well. I mean, uh, uh, applications are open now, we should just say that. Um, and are there um, scholarship opportunities um, for students that would be considering this um, this qualification? Well, I'm glad you asked that, actually. Uh, so 
we have two types of scholarships available. Um, the, the one is quite limited, what we're calling the open scholarships. Those um, are going to be uh, the responsibility of Invest of London. We'll have uh, four uh, scholarships available, and those are module-based. So all our modules are also professional, independent, short courses. Right, so, okay. so people can apply for 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 these uh, you know for these scholarships and 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 they get uh, full fees covered for that. But then the big part of this, which is really exciting, is the is the six thousand scholarships that are going to be made available through WAS. Uh, our, our World Academy of Sport. So these will be closed scholarships because you can only acquire them through the WAS partners who are the federations. So 46 full scholarships will be awarded to international federations that are partners of WAS. And um, since these international federations then work with uh, national federations, there will be uh, a further uh, half or 50% scholarships that will be awarded through the national federations. So, yeah, so, you know, just um, as soon as we are done with finalizing, these will appear on our website. And that's, uh, and uh, those that are interested in scholarships that come through federations will be directed to us uh, because they'll be the ones managing those parts of uh, the scholarships. At this point, the interview finished. However, Joe and Dr. Mwanga continue to chat about the COVID-19 pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement. So we've included it in the podcast here. So fascinating. I was just thinking we're covering so much more than just the qualification here. And it's just like right on the zeitgeist at the moment of how everyone is thinking and how everyone's trying to understand things. And um, it's just, I mean, I'm going to like, I'm going to look into, I'm going to, download your app you know I really want to do that I have a son who is at home he's very into sports actually he's quite a good um, you know in a lot of different sport disciplines he's quite good and he enjoys that but he really is missing team sport he's really missing the activity yeah. Um, he he's actually quite self-motivated but just like stuff for me as well I've really started exercising now in the pandemic like I never used to before uh, and I, it's, just, it's my yeah. well-being making me feel better to do that well, well it's very it's very uh, you know it intrigues me I mean there's there's a lot for us to just learn about what has happened to us during the yeah. uh, you know to the lockdown because uh, to be honest most of my friends I, I, I keep telling me about how they're dis rediscovering the, 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 the roots and, and and, and around their community, you know, the different ways you can go to walk and run and all these things. I mean, these things have always been there. But I think when things are taken away from you, you, you have a certain appreciation of sort of like the things you've taken for granted. Um, and I think, oh, wow. you know, just just being able to, I mean, I've done a lot of walking, a lot of running myself around the, you know, jogging around my community. And it's just been, um, yeah. And I, again, in terms of the the, the Black Lives Matter, I, I attended the, the the protest here. I'm, I'm based in Southampton. So we went to the to the center of Southampton and, and my son plays basketball and he's got, you know, uh, you know, friends, you know, two white friends that play with him and they joined uh, with him. And we began to have this conversation where he was saying, you know, I... Uh, I, I'm, I'm born, he was born in Norway, but, you know, I lived in Norway before, but then he was saying, you know, I haven't lived in Zambia and I, uh, it was just, it's interesting that I, I just want to be involved in this app because I want to my friend to, to really feel empowered, mm -hmm. you know, to join what he's trying to do because his friends are really up for this uh, Black Lives Matter because they're defending the, the, the community they have, the brotherhood they have, yeah. uh, with my son and and, and they, they they are asking what can we do and he's saying well i'm learning myself but let's learn together so they're they're contributing some questions they're doing some research to contribute the questions to uh, into the app 
Um, I really agree with you. You know, I've lived where I live now for nearly 20 years and I've been doing lots of walks and stuff. And I've I've gone to places I didn't know, ex- and I'm ashamed to say didn't know existed. And I've been here <laughs> so long, you know, like I've, yeah. this gorgeous lake where I, I we did this walk a few months ago and I was like, I never even knew. I didn't know, Absolutely. you know. So yeah. it is really something that I think is so timely at the moment with everybody needing to just, you know, move their body where they've been so, you know, stuck in one kind of space was too long, you know. It's 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 amazing. And and like I said, the body the body has been speaking to us. It's not it's not some yeah. health expert telling us that you need to move. You just feel yourself, you know what? Yeah. I need to move. I've eaten so much. I just need to go. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. I just need to do something, you know. So no yeah. one is telling you that. And I think that's the important thing about, you know, uh I, I always like to say we are on this treadmill kind of lives. You know, we are always busy on the train, on the bus, on the plane, always moving, but we never stop to make sense of things, you know, to engage with experiences. And and I think slowing down a little bit has made us to just ask a few but questions and draw our own that, responses that's so powerful actually because where we've got that more that headspace that that time to think it, mm. it is saying it the stuff you just you just went by sort of like in a in a machine like way through your day and now your day is different you're sort of thinking what do i need to do and like even for me like person like i said to you i used to do sport long ago but i didn't i haven't done it for years and i just was like oh I want to do, I want to do some more things now. And it's just me it's, having that time and space like to think about it. It's come from just that. It's not a chore. I want to abs- do it. Yeah. I think, I think I, 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 I like to joke to say, you know, COVID came around and uh, just said, fake news is really fake, you know, because we all have to, you know, we have to make our own truth now, you know, so we are seeing things and, uh, and we're making sense of, you know, we are, we're doing our own, our own analysis uh, about different aspects of our reality. So you don't need anyone telling you what the, the, the news is. You're making sense of it because you're engaging with it. And the qualification, the International Sports Management PG Cert, do you have to have a sports background to, 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 to get the most out of it? Well, um, I think to get the most out of it, you know, uh, we are looking for people to have uh, a degree, preferably in, in sport or a sport-related field. But if they don't have a degree in a sport-related field, we hope they could have some experience, you know, uh, a certain amount of experience that they have been in the in the industry. So that that, that would help, uh, you know, to 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 engage in 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 the in the experience of the program. But some people don't even have a degree, but they've got so much experience, uh, you know, working in event management or working in in in, in sports marketing. Uh, some of them, some of the great marketing geniuses we have in industry, they didn't have any any, any sports uh, background uh, training, as it were. So yeah, so but we we have all sorts of people, and uh, when they come through, I uh, you know when we see a, a unique student that doesn't have the the you know the requirements that we're looking for, we try to find a way of how we can give them some tasks to make an assessment of where they are. So one way for us is to get them through one module, uh, yeah. see how they perform, uh, see how they get on with it. And then based on that, I, I, I make an assessment as to whether they can do the full program, the, the full PG set. Um, I have to say, it's been such a fascinating interview today. We've covered so much um, during this pandemic and obviously the movement for Black Lives Matter. It's really, really timely that we've had had you on, Dr. Oscar Mwanga. Thank you so much for sharing your time today. And um, we really do appreciate it. 
thank you so much for having me. I, uh, you know, I look forward to to, to 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 more interviews in the future because we need to get the word of what our uh, amazing and awesome program can do in the world of sport. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the Postgraduate Certificate in International Sports Management, please visit the University of London website, london.ac.uk. 